You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. once again 
First up, church, are you excited to be here? Are you excited to hear the word of God? Here in First Up Church, we have good music. We have good fellowship. We have good people. And we have a good preacher by the grace of God. So if you're excited as I am, let's give it up for our pastor, Bishop Richard Ayi. you take your seats Matthew chapter 13 Matthew 13 I understand you have another program coming up so this service has to be has to be express because You've planned to do other things. And you have. I don't know whether it's a hard time that is coming or hard talk. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be swift. Are you ready for a swift service? Okay. So Matthew, did I say Matthew? It's Matthew 13. And I want to read verse 33. Matthew 13, verse 33. Are you happy to be in church? Tell the person next to you that I'm happy to be in church. I'm happy to be in church. Yes. Tell the person, last year by this time I wasn't in church. Ah, you were in church. I was also in church. Yes. But we couldn't go to church. Okay. So verse 33, did I say verse 33? Okay. Let's see what it says. It says that another parable spake he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, 
which a woman took mm -hmm, and hid in three measures of meal till the whole meal was leavened. Galatians chapter 5. <laughs> you like scriptures? You have scriptures. Just as you like it. So Galatians chapter 5. Verse 1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Okay, so jump to verse 7. It says that you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Ask your neighbor that who hindered you that you couldn't obey the truth. Did they say they've been hindered or they've not been hindered? Some have been hindered, some have not been hindered. Okay. Verse 8. Verse 8 says that this persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. Verse 9. Then it say, we see it again. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lamp. So, what am, I, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about what I'm talking about. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, I want to start a new message series on the, on the, okay. No, listen. Look, we don't have much time. Okay. You can't blame me if we go over time. Because there are people who say that I like preaching. Yes, they tell me that they tell me that when the spirit gets moving, the spirit gets moving. Yes, yes, when the spirit gets moving, it's like time. <laughs> anyway, let's leave that. Let's leave that discussion. So, I, I, what, what was I saying? And you started shouting. Okay, new message series the sweet influences of the anointing. Okay? So, sweet influences. So, it's more, of, it's more of a battle of what influences you or what influence are you under because they are influences. You know, that's why we've read two scriptures. Both of them is pointing us to the, to the fact that a living has an influence on the lamp or where the leaven has been introduced to. So that's what King James English says, a, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lamp. I don't know whether you have any other translation that can um, help us to appreciate. It says that this false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads, spreads through the whole batch of the dough. Do you know, do you bake? You know what yeast does? Okay. You sure? Hmm. Okay, it influences the dough. It influences the dough. It makes the dough swell. That's the effect. So there are there are there are things that are not visible, but they influence you. They have an effect on you. So that is more of the things that you have to be mindful of. That what inf what type of influence am I under? Because there's 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 the raw state. Your your raw state is actually a state. Yes, and then there are influences. Let, let me give you three types of influences that you can see. 
Okay, I'll give you three quick types of influencers and then I would um, move straight, dive straight into. So there, there, are, there, are three, there are three unseen evil influencers that are largely unknown and misunderstood by Christians. You know, Christians don't seem to be conscious of it or aware of it. And I realized that a lot of people sometimes, once they are born again or they are saved, feel that they are exempted from some things. Yes, but you are, not, you are not particularly exempted from it. You have to, you have to um, be on guard and be ready to prevent those influences from seeping into your life and even taking over your life. That's what the scripture says, that put on the whole armor of God. You know, it's like a Christian is supposed to be well, well dressed and prepared, prepared for battle every time because there's an ongoing battle all the time. One of which, one of which is what we're talking about is like the influence, what influence, what's coming into your life, what's getting into your life, what's affecting you. You see what, you know, you know, the thing we call, um, personality or something we call temperament. A lot of people, what they they claim to be their temperament is more of the influences they've been under. It's like what they've been exposed to. That plus a little bit of upbringing or, you know, exposure, those things. You know, but it's more of the things that have seeped into your life that, that, that tends to define your character and your nature. Not you, when you see someone, the person is quiet. The person doesn't talk much. Do you see that this is somebody, this is somebody who perhaps has had some experiences. So that's why, especially when you, go, when you go to a typical home, a typical home, you see that usually, usually the fathers are very quiet after a certain age. They are usually not quiet when they're in their 30s and their 40s. <laughs> And sometimes even in 50, maybe they have been 50, up to maybe mid-50s. But after that, you see that they're very quiet and they're just there. The common thing you see in their hand is a remote. <laughs> Looking for the channel that there's football. And then you see that their, their spouse, wife, whoever is there, whether it's a mommy or whoever is there, is usually, usually comes across as the stronger person. Talking, giving instructions, shouting. They are very strong. I mean, they are very strong and they speak. And then you see how you grow up thinking that. You even grow up thinking that that is lazy. Or that is laid back. Or that is not an active person. It's like everything is whoever is there. You know, whoever is there. Whether, I mean, whoever, whoever is representing the, um, that group of people. You know, it's usually more outspoken and stronger. But you see, the point I'm saying to you is that that person who seems to be like a couch potato today, if you analyze carefully, just analyze his life and look at what he's been able to do in life. Yes, what he's able to do, what he's able to achieve, what he's able to get, you know, what he contributes, what he even contributes. And then you see that this is not how he's been all his life. All his life has not been like that. But the experiences, the experiences has, has forced him 
to make a wise decision that stop fighting. Stop fighting. You know, you'll hear, you'll hear a lot of uh, newly married people saying to their newly married husband that um, I've never seen my parents quarreling before. Don't shout at me. I've never seen my father shouting at my mother before. Only because, only because either when that happened, you were not born. Or you are too young to, recognize, to, uh, to even notice what is, what is going on. And as you've moved on, things have changed. Things have changed. He's become, he's become maybe you even use, you said that, he's become phlegmatic. A lot of daddies are phlegmatic, isn't it? Yes, he's become phlegmatic. He's just, he's just there. He's just there. He's just there with a pot belly. Yes. His stomach is just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain something to you. I'm just giving you an example, a possible, a possible example, a probable uh, instance or event that could happen. That people change. People, people do change and become a certain way after a series of experiences. They become calmer. They become calmer. They become quiet. They become this because of the influence and the experiences that, that, that they are having. People, people, even become, people become promiscuous. They become promiscuous. I, I, had, I had a case once somebody has become very promiscuous. But she wasn't like that originally. She had some experiences. Suddenly, she can't control it anymore. Suddenly, she can't control herself anymore. She's all over the place. I mean, all over the place. All over the place. Yes. But, you see, when you see her, you you might be quick to judge. And even condemn. And say, she said, "This, this woman is a bad woman. Hey, Look at this woman. Hey, she can't stay at home. She's a strange woman. She's this. But you need a bit of her history. And then you discover how she became the way she has become. So I'm, I'm drawing your attention to perhaps all the examples I'm giving are negative examples. To the evil influences. That The fact that you are saved doesn't mean that you would not you will not be able to fall to some things. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful about the influence. And I said I was going to give you what? Three evil influences. So the first unseen evil influence that a Christian can have is, is what I call devils. Demons. Devils. Yes. Yes. Devils, devils sometimes work on people. And you see them becoming disloyal. Becoming rebellious. Can't control, can't lead. Can't tell them what to do. Devils take over. Influences people. Influence, influences their thoughts, their thinking, their imagination. Devils. You will see, you, you, you may be surprised that this is a known person, this is a friend, but the person is under another influence based on what the person says and what the person does. The second unseen influence on Christians is the world. The world. The world does have an influence and an effect on you. The world. 
What is done? What are people doing? What are people saying? How do people do it? Even how do people even talk? How do people talk? Do I have to do everything my father says? Do I have to do everything my mother says? Can't I think for myself? Yes. The world, that is the systems of the world and the spirit of the world can seep in and make you, even though you're a Christian, you've been to new believer school, you've been through lay schools, you've heard the word, you've heard the word, you have passed exams, you've memorized verses, but you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are a bit unguarded. Where the world and the systems of the world are concerned, and you don't find it at things that are contrary to Christian character. So you embrace it. You tolerate it. You find it, you find it cool to be like this. But what is happening is that you are coming under a negative influence. You see, once, once I spoke to someone, I was advising this person, I mean... I was very serious about my advice. Really sharing good advice. She said, at the end, do you know what she said to me? Do you know what she said? Do you want to know what she said? Yeah. Only 15 people want to know. Do you want to know what she said to me? Those at the back don't want to know. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what she said? What about those here? Do you want to know what she said to me? Yeah, she on. There are more people here who want to know. So I'll tell you. When I had finished everything, she said to me, you sound like an African uncle. The exact word she used was, she said, you sound af. You sound like how my uncles will talk. Yes. So, Having the spirit of God by the grace of God. I think faster than she's thinking. So I said to her, I said to her, it seems being af is being spiritual. Then I said to her, if being af is wrong, then I don't want to be right. I said, I don't want to be right. I said, I don't, I said, I said, I don't know what's the opposite of, of af in your world or your context. But if it is what you call British, then I said, then I will not like to be. <laughs> just, you see, just speaking generally, because, because the person is trying to defend some traits and a certain influence. I'm saying, this thing that you want to defend and you want to be like, it's ungodly. It's unbiblical. It's unscriptural. It doesn't show the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And as I'm giving you counsel, Bible-based counsel, you say, I sound AF. <laughs> so if being AF is wrong, I don't want to be right. 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 
Because I'm not going, I'm not going to trade, I'm not going to trade my spirituality for some cool behavior which is worldly. Worldly. So this is the second, this is the second thing that Christians are not are sometimes not aware of that there's something called the world, the systems of the world, the ways of the world, the standards of the world, the spirit of the world. There's a way the world lives, the world thinks, there's a way the world thinks and the world reasons. And you can follow the reasoning of the world, which is contrary to the teachings of the Bible. I'm talking about the Bible, not nationalities or race, Bible, Bible and the world. Things that, things that are contrary or contradict the teachings of the Bible. But we seem to embrace. It's as, it's as though we are not aware that this is of the world. 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 This thing is a, this thing is a, is a worldly standard. You, mu- you, must, you must be sensitive to. And you must see it and notice and recognize. That this is a thing of the world. Rebellion against spirits, rebellion against authority, independence. It's like, I don't even want counsel. Nobody should talk to me. I can do my own thing. I can be my own person. Yes, it's, it's the world. It's the world. Because that is what is done in the world. It's like it's, it's so. It's like you look so. You look so daft to even tell someone that I need to ask permission for my parents, isn't it? It's like, it's like how come? It's like, it's like, it's like I mean to say you're going out. I go to ask my parents. It's like it's like what's wrong with you? Yes. It's like your parents are tyrants, like wicked people. You, I mean. Your parents can even be reported to the social services that your friends said they are going to ask their, your parents for permission. It's like your parents, who ask your parents in 2022? I mean, they'll even ask you, how old are you? How old are you? I mean, what are you saying? You mean you can't go out? But let's be honest. Yes, let's be honest. Not a debate. Not, I'm not imposing anything. Let's be honest. Where did that thing lead you? What did you go and do? What came out of your life? No, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'll not use your honesty against you. You two don't use my honesty against me. When you decided to go by the world standard, what happened? That's all. I say no more. When your friend told you, when the pastor asked, let's, let's agree to lie. Well, there are people who agree, they agree to lie. We agree. When you say, this is what we'll say, this is what we'll say. We say nothing more than that. Okay, let's practice. They will ask you that this. They ask you that. When they ask you, they say this. Yes. No, 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 no. You are talking too much. I say, what you ask, just say this and say nothing more. Let's agree to lie. Did I give you all three? The third influence is the influence. The third influence is our senses. Senses. 
What are the five senses? Everybody is saying something, isn't it? Yes. So, it seems like you know it. So that's it. But we are supposed to. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit, and not by our senses, not by what you see, not by what you see, not by what you hear, not by what you, not by what you touch. Do you understand? Yes. How many of you have been led by things you touch and you've continued touching? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. So your senses, your senses is one of the evil influences you can come under. What I touch and what I must continue touching and what I would like to touch. Or what I would like to be touched. And then what I would like to see. Yes, what I would like to see. The things I've been seeing and I enjoy seeing. Because through through the medium of seeing, you have been influenced, you've been affected. I'm telling you, you have been affected been affected through what you see and what you have seen and then what you have heard, what your friends told you they did and what you've also shared that you do you, you did yes anytime you see people who are friends, you know, they have a lot of a lot in common they are like peace in a pot anytime, anytime somebody says that this person is my friend this person is my friend. And you know a lot about this friend, but you don't know a lot about the other person. I am telling you, I can even bet my last bottom dollar. Know that they are the same. Yes. Anything this one does, know that this one also does it. Yes. Friends, they say, I'm, this is my friend. Oh, don't make the mistake and say that this is black and white or good and evil or angel and devil. No. Either two devils or two angels. Yay! You don't even have to ask anything. The baby say, This is my friend. Just say, Oh, okay. That's all you should just say, Oh, okay. 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 Yes, okay. Okay. Because the last time I checked my Bible, it told me that two people can never walk together except they agree. Yes, except they agree. The last I don't know whether it's changed in the Bible. Whether it's the same or it's changed. I don't know whether it's changed. The last time I checked, he said, you cannot work to accept this unless you have, agreements. you have a lot in common. Yes, you have a lot in common. You agree on some things. You agree in prayerlessness. You agree that, oh, we won't pray. You agree that, oh, we won't fast. <laughs> yes. You agree that we don't do flow prayer. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. So that's the third thing. So today, today, um, the first chapter I want to talk to you about is the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit 
on your character. Okay, on your character. So, so under the influence, so I've, I've shown you the three negative influences. So, this is the, um, this is where we want to go now. We need this influence of the Holy Spirit on different aspects of our lives. And I'm talking firstly about our character. We need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Without the Holy Spirit, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. Nobody can do anything for you. How many of you know people who have strict parents, but they are the worst of children? Yes. Including yourself, isn't it? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, your parents think you are an angel, but you are not. Sometimes, sometimes, even, even Satan thinks you are too bad. <laughs> you would say, God forbid. Yes, God forbid. Yes, God forbid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, on your character, Let, let's read Galatians chapter 5. So that we'll see that under the influence of the Holy Spirit, some things must change. You must, you must convert. You know, you must be able to convert from this to that. From this one to this one. This is not how I must be. I must be like this. So let's start from verse 19. From verse 19, the Bible says that now the works of the flesh, not the works of the unbelievers' flesh. The works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. Not the works of the unbelievers flesh. The works of the flesh. Any flesh. Christian flesh. Unbeliever flesh. Any flesh. Yes. Choir flesh. Dancing star flesh. Any flesh. Yes. The, it says the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. Pastor flesh. Bishop flesh. Reverend flesh. Um, Basenta leader flesh. Basenta shepherd flesh. Basanta flesh. The works of the flesh. I really need you to see this thing. So that, you see, it will help you it will help you think better and think faster and protect yourself because otherwise you will think you are exempted. Some things can never happen to you and you'll be surprised at your own self. You'll be thinking that, ah, is this me? But it's because you never understood yourself. Because the Bible says the works of the flesh. Flesh. You're born again, but you still have flesh. You go to church every Sunday, but you still have flesh. Yes. So the works of the flesh are clear. That is, they are manifest. It's clear. It's not hidden. It's not, it's not ambiguous. It's not something you need to get. It's very, very obvious what the flesh can do. It says, number one, adultery. Number two, fornication. Number three, uncleanness. Four, lasciviousness. Idolatry. Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, 
strife, seditions, and heresies. Then it goes on. Envies. How many of you have envied before? You feel envy in your chest. Hmm. Yes. Envy. Why was I not chosen? And then, and then murders, then drunkenness. You are a Christian, but the flesh can still be drunk. Yeah, you can still be drunk. When was the last time you got drunk? Don't answer. Don't, it's not everything that you answer. <laughs> then revelings and such like. In other words, there is more. So things like these things that I have, you are, are listed here. It says that of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So now this is the warning, and this is where you have to be very careful, that of all the things that are listed, those who do it are not destined for the kingdom of God. They're destined for the opposite of the kingdom of God, which is hell. So this is where you have to be careful. You have to be very, 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 very careful, especially if you are the type who feel that because I'm a Christian, it doesn't matter. And so you don't show enough repentance. And repentance, you see, repentance is more of like, look, I've wiped this thing out of my life. Never again. Never again. Never again. Not, it doesn't matter. Or it's okay. Hmm. 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. So he said that those who, those who are influenced by the spirit, when you are influenced by something, you have fruits of that thing. You have fruits of that thing. So those who are under the influence of the spirit, this is the Holy Spirit, this is what they have. They have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such, there is no law. <laughs> it's that like you will not be judged. Wow. It's like you are free. So now, just a couple of things on your, on your character from what we've read because you can have the character that we, we just read from um, verse 19. So you see, let me just give you, um, talk about a couple of things or a few things. The first thing you see that you needs to be changed in your character is that lust has to be changed. There's a lust Lust, those negative cravings to do bad, those morally corrupt actions and activities. That's what you can, you can see there. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Lust. Instead of having lust and those lustful desires, have be full of love. Yes. So you can see the fruit of the spirit is love. Is anybody home? It feels like you've traveled. I feel like I'm alone in the room now. Okay. No problem. Okay. So, 
watch the lusts that you have. The lusts of the flesh. The cravings of the flesh. I want to do this. I'd like to do this. I've missed this. Yes. But you see, even, even when you are newly born again, you see that you see miss, you still miss the people and the things that were done in the world. It's not, it's not as it's not as easy as forget about it. The person is there, but the person is struggling. Because the person now needs the influence of the spirit to let go of those lusts and walk in love. So love is not lust. I can say that love is not sex. Somebody who loves you is not the person who has sex with you. Even though he'll say it and they'll sing it. And if you really love me. You see the world. The world tells you that when you love, you feel something. You feel it in your fingers. You feel it in your toes. And if you really love, you will show something. You have to let the love show. And when it says show the love, you know, hey, you know what they mean. It's not buy me cream crackers. It's not buy, it's not, it's not buy me a, a rose, a rose, a flower on Valentine's Day. That is not the love that he's saying that if you love me, come on and let it show. So, that is, that is the last of a man. Sit down so I can see those who are sitting. Yes. Last is not love. Fornication, adultery, uncleanness, lascivious. It doesn't show, it doesn't show you love anybody. If you ever think it means love, Kissing somebody means that you really love the person. Mm. Then, 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 excuse, excuse me, excuse me. Have you excused me? Have you pardoned me? Then, excuse me to say that poo pooing in your toilet means you're in love with your toilet bowl. Because both activities are physiological needs. Yes. Both of them. Am I, am I not right? I'm right, isn't it? Yes. No, let me ask those of authority. Yes. Not art students. Okay. Yes. Both of them are physiological needs. So, so you will see that no matter how desperate you are, you like to get home to use your bowl. Does it mean you are in love with that bowl? No. I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to tell you. I mean, I'm sorry to, I mean, I mean, accept my, that it is not love. You are the same as the toilet bowl he's devoted. That is what I use. Because all it is is that all is that he's got a he's got a place to ease himself. It is not love. He's just found a place. 
That when I need someone, because nobody just walks in town and says, I feel like we will that you stand by the M25 and then say, nobody does that. You keep it, you keep it, you keep it, you keep it, you keep it. You want to get home. You, you are devoted to a toilet bowl somewhere. Yes. You are devoted to one. You are devoted to a toilet bowl. You are devoted to a toilet bowl. Sometimes even when you are in, in a house with more than one toilet, you will see that you are devoted to a particular one. You have to go to that one. Yes. I mean, if you understand what I'm saying, that it's real. May I ask you, may I ask you, are you in love with your toilet bowl? Do you kiss it afterwards? Do you lick it after? You use it because you have access to it. And there are no restrictions. There are no problems. There's nobody coming after you that you don't want the person to know that you are the one who created such, you know, a situation. Yes. So you actually feel free. Even the way you sit is different. So it makes no sense to call your sex partner outside of wedlock as the person who really loves you. Yes. Yes. Because watch the guys. You know, sisters, when I'm saying this, I'm saying it to your advantage. I'm encouraging you. Watch, watch the guys, how easy it is for them to walk away. It's more difficult for you. It's more difficult for you. But they, they go. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm, I can't say trust me, but I wish I could say that. I'm telling you, trust the Bible. I'm telling you that it's, it is like poo-pooing. For a man, it is like poo-pooing. Where can I, who, who have I used before? That is the one I can get. I can't go and start it new afresh somewhere. It's too much work. Who have I used before? Yes. Yes. That's why he keeps coming to you. And you feel loved. Who can I use quickly? That you remember the one you've used before. Yes. Have you noticed when you have a situation and the closer you get to your house, the worse it gets? Yes. Because your hopes. So you see, have you noticed as you get into your house, it gets worse. The pressure. Uh-huh. Yes. That is what it is like when he sees you. Yes. Yes. That's what it's like when he sees you. Because you see so many other ladies, he comports himself, unless he's a rapist. Which is another, another case. Yes. You see, he controls himself with every other person. That when he sees the, the, the one he has used before, the one he's used to using, then it's like now he can't control himself at all. At all. That you come under pressure. 
So when the Holy Spirit starts working on your character, lusts are converted to love. Yes. And with love, you discover that no, love is love that love doesn't demand. Yes. Love doesn't insist on its own way. Love, love doesn't say, I must have it. If I don't have it, it means you don't like me. Love doesn't. That's not, that's not a love language. Yes, that's not a love language. If you don't get it, that means you don't like me. That means you are not. No, that's not love. That's lust. That's demonic, satanic. Yes. The next thing you see here is uh, uh, okay, you are being helped. Love does not demand its own way. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Have you seen people who insist on their own way? They must have their way. You must give it to them or else they'll break up with you. That's why you should even know that you are not loved. Because you see that what you want is not that thing. You just, you just want a relationship. You just want to say that, look, you have some insurance cover. There's somebody in your life. Uh-huh. I hope people are listening to what I'm saying. Do, do you think they are listening? Okay, I hope so. Take me back to Galatians. Let's look at 19 again. Okay. What does 20 say? So you see all these things that are listed there. So the next thing I need you to see is discontentment. Go to 22. Get to 22. Get to 22. Yes, you see love. Then you see joy and peace. Who is the person? This who is the person who has joy and peace? Is a person who is content in life. Content in life. Content in life. So when you are someone who is constantly unhappy, not pleased, nothing pleases you. Nothing pleases you. It means you need you need a conversion. You need the influence of the Holy Spirit so you can have joy and peace. And see, when you see somebody who has joy and peace, it doesn't mean that all the things they, they need in this life has been provided. That they've got everything that they want. No, they ha- rather have the influence of the Spirit who has, which has produced this, the fruit of contentment. The Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. It's a great achievement. It's a great point to get to in life that I am content with whatsoever I have, whatever state I'm in, I am content. I don't need, I don't need to break scriptures. I don't need to sin to make myself happy. Because that thing won't make, that happiness won't last. I need the Holy Spirit to give me joy and to give me peace. It overcomes discontentment. Yes. I need, you see, you need to be content. Otherwise, you would always be living in sin. Never underestimate the demands of your flesh. Never underestimate what your flesh wants. Never underestimate what your flesh calls for. Even though you're a Christian. You need the influence of the Holy Spirit. To have joy and peace. The next thing I see there 
after joy and peace is long suffering and gentleness. You know, do you know what gentleness means? Gentleness means to do something systematically. Systematically. Yes. Systematically. You, you, want, you want to be a professional? You want to have a profession? You go to school. You study. You pass the exams. Then you say, I am a professional in whatever profession you have. You don't just wake up one day on your way to year three and say, no, from today, from today I'm an accountant. <laughs> or from today I'm, I'm a, no, you, syst- you go through it systematically. Yeah. Systematically. As Christians, as Christians, sex outside of marriage is sin. It's, that's what is called fornication. Yeah. So again, you want to have sex? No problem. Systematically, get a beloved, marry, and do it. You can lock yourselves up forever and do it 24-7. Yes. Yes. As Christians, as Christians. As Christians. Yes. So you see, when you meet somebody who doesn't have the fruit of the spirit, he's the one who said, I can't wait. I must have it. It does it. They'll even tell you that after all, I'm going to marry you. And those are the people who never marry and never talk about marriage. Yes. When you see those who never talk, they're in a relationship, but they never talk about marriage. They're never eager or keen to marry. If you don't, if you, you're not, if you don't bring in rules and strict sanctions, they will never marry. Why will they never marry? Who drinks water after you have finished drinking water? <laughs> Let me say it again. Who says I'm thirsty after they finish drinking a gallon of water? Nobody. The reason why he doesn't talk marriage with you is because he drinks all the time. He doesn't need to marry you. Give him another reason to marry. Give him a reason to marry you. Give him a reason to talk about marriage. He's so full and satisfied. I think this is basic Christian economics. <laughs> yes, demand and supply. When goods are in abundance, prices drop. Yes. Yes. Once it's available, the value drops. Value drops. Value drops in all if in actual actual price like cost, and then even in interest. In interest. During the COVID season, when it's like things were being rationed, you see a lot of people going to the shop to go and buy flour. People who don't bake. But it's like it's like. It's as though the fact that it's not on the shelves, we must look for it. Then it's like it's important. It's like flour is important, but they don't bake. Yes. So you see, even in your absence, you see him talking, talking to his pastors. I really want to marry. I like to marry. You see him really forcing. He doesn't even need you because he's hungry. So your value is up there. Your price is up there. But when he's eating regularly, oh. It doesn't even occur to him that there's something to do. 
It doesn't even occur to you that there's something to do. Is that this is how it is? If you ask him, you tell him, oh, wait. Wait, I mean, we are young. I'm, I'm putting some money together. I'm putting some money together. Let's plan. I mean, let's plan. I mean, we are planning. You are planning. You are planning. I always, I always notice people who don't talk about that thing. Even when you ask them, they say, oh, no, there's nothing. We're okay. Oh, there's nothing. Later, they'll come and tell that, oh, when you asked us, we're, we're lying. I'm sorry. I want to confess that I was eating breakfast, lunch, and supper. <laughs> but the evidence is clear. The evidence is there. Yeah. Unless you're not human. Maybe you're a spirit and I'm human. Yeah. Yes. My beloved was in this country. Then I came. Less than two weeks I married. Oh, less than two weeks. Oh, yes, yes. Less than two weeks I was married. Yes. I arrived. I arrived on a Tuesday. I think it was the 11th of May. On a Tuesday. I married the next Thursday. The week of the next Thursday. Yes. I don't want Wahala. The church was now going to start. There was nobody in the church. So when we were getting married, there were just six of us. Including, including myself and my, and, and my wife, Bishop and Bishop Joel. I don't know how many is left. Don't tell me to. Yes. Six. There were six people there. There were six people in my sitting room. Yes. And am, am I not married? Yes. Six of us. In my sitting room. And then my sitting room, because that was the church hall. That was where the church was. That was where the church meets. As you say, I want to wait for the church to grow a bit so that we can have uh, about 300 people to attend. And then uh, we can start first love. So it means that by now I still wouldn't be married. I'm waiting for first love to swell up so that, uh, you know, in the hall we'll have to one side first love. And then to another side we'll have... Uh, uh, master, master seat, and then they'll say that the, the apostle of the United Kingdom is getting married today. So uh, let's um, let's gather. Yes, you see, you see, her her maid of honor will be her daughter. She's not married, <laughs> and my best man will be my son. <laughs> Even the children will be confused. Like, ah, but what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you now getting married? They will say, quiet, respect your elders. <laughs> yes. 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 You see my son sitting there, standing behind me. Standing behind me as my best man. <laughs> my best man. My best man is there. I never did. Yes, that's my best man. Yes. Yes. May I have the rings, please? It's asking for the rings. Take the rings to, to the priests. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My best man, I'm not getting married. I've had a son that has grown taller than me. Yes. 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 <laughs> Do things systematically. Always, always watch people who want to break the rules or want to leap over steps. They want to jump steps. 
then you know that no, this one, this one, this one hasn't got the influence of the Holy Spirit. This one hasn't got the influence of the Spirit. Because he's not gentle. Doesn't like things to be done systematically. Dandan, it's time to close, isn't it? You didn't tell me. Daniela. The next thing of our gentleness is goodness. So when the Holy Spirit works on your character, you're full of goodness. The opposite of goodness is wickedness. So you're not a wicked person, you're a good person. You're a kind person. You do good, you don't do evil. You sow seeds of good things, not seeds of wickedness. Then, full of faith. Faith, faith is believing. So when you don't believe, it means you are suspicious. You don't believe anything. You don't trust anybody. Very suspicious. That is what leads, that's what leads to disloyalty and breakaways and, and, and rebels and all sorts of, all sorts of characters. Because they have, they don't have faith. They don't believe in anything that is being done. They believe not in nothing. They don't have faith. Very suspicious. Why is he saying this? You know, this is being said. You know, why are they taking offerings? Why are they saying we should, we should, we should do this? Why do we have to do communion every Sunday? Why do it's like everything, everything is not believed in. Everything you have, you re-explain. Yes. Why, why, why do they teach messages like loyalty? But do you want to be unfaithful? Then, my last one, last one for today is what's the next thing after faith? Meekness and temperance. Yes, the opposite is pride and arrogance. Yes. So you see a proud, arrogant person. Lifted up, puffed up. Doesn't behave like a child. No humility. It means that the person has got the influence of the Holy Spirit, which which brings meekness. And temperance means self-control. 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 The meekness is you you are not reactionary. You're not reactionary. You're not easily irritated. You're not reactionary. That's a meek person. You will see that, you see that. What is being done is not to his advantage or it's not helping him or it's against him, but he, he's not reactionary. He can, he can accommodate, he can contain it. That's a meek person. One of the dictionary's definitions of meek is tamely subject to injury. Wow. Yes. It means he's not wild when he's affected in a negative way. He doesn't, he doesn't go wild. He's tame, he's calm, he's controlled. He is not reactionary. That's a meek person. So ladies and gentlemen, I think we have to bring our service to a close today. On this note. And um, God will help us and bless us. Stand to your feet and pray for the Holy Spirit. Yes. I think this message, this message will help you to pray for the Holy Spirit. Isn't it? How many of you realize that you need the Holy Spirit? You thought you had him, but you did. You actually, you actually need more of him. You need more. How many friends that you need more? I mean, you have him. You have him because you speak in tongues. Yeah. So it, it, it confuses you by saying you are speaking in tongues, but your flesh yeah. is doing is doing something else. Yes. So I think we should pray for the Holy Spirit for one minute.
So pray for the Holy Ask God for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for him. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. Maybe you you want to ask him for the Holy Spirit in a particular area of your life. Particular area. Particular area. Maybe your temper. You easily get irritated. Maybe you're an erratic personality. You just change at any time. You just change. You don't even understand it. Pray for the Holy Spirit. He understands. He understands and he will help you. He understands and he will help you. He will, he will, he will, he will, he will. Pray, everybody praying, everybody praying, everybody praying, every, even if this is your first time in a church, pray, ask God, say, Lord, I need the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. Pray for 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 the Holy Spirit. Help us, help us, help us, influence us, influence us, influence us, help us, help us, make us stronger, make us better, heal us, heal our souls, heal our minds, heal our spirits, make us stronger, make us stronger, make us stronger, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill us, O oh God. Fill us, O oh God. We ask for the Holy Spirit. We ask for more, more, more of the Holy Spirit. More of the Spirit. More of the Spirit. We need more. We need more on our character. On our character. On our ways. Our ways of thinking. Our ways of acting. Our ways of behaving. Our ways of analyzing. Our judgment. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Oh God. We pray for the Holy Spirit. We want more. To influence us. To influence us. To help us. To help us. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. Last few seconds. Pray. Pray. Holy Spirit. I need you. Holy Spirit, I want you. Holy Spirit, I need you. I want 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 you. I need you. I need you in my life. I need you in my life. I need you in my life. I need you to become a better person. I need you to be a, a good Christian, a victorious Christian. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. I want to get better. I want to get better. Talibrete Shebredistaya Fabiata Sataya. Father, we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Your word declares that if any would ask for the Holy Spirit, it shall be given to him. Just as we don't give scorpions and snakes and eggs to our children. 
when they ask us for bread or for fish, Lord. Lord, we come to you today. We come to you today very softly. We come to you today and we ask for the Holy Spirit. We pray for the Holy Spirit. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us, Lord, that our character, our character, our personality, where the enemy has invaded, where the enemy has entered, may the Holy Spirit take over. We give ourselves completely, completely to you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to take over. Satan, I forbid you from working, from influencing. Devils, I forbid you. Devils, I forbid you. I block you from the lives of everyone present here. You shall not function. You shall not operate. I curse you. May you be paralyzed in their lives. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We receive you into our lives, into our very nature. Take over and help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, every eye closed, every head bowed. Too loud. Lower your volume, okay? Every head bowed, every, every eye closed. I want to pray for you. If you're here, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm a sinner. I need my sins to be forgiven. I'm too far from God. I've fallen away from God. I used to know God. I used to have a relationship with him. But I feel too far from him now. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to come back to God. I want to come back to Jesus. Maybe today is your first time. Maybe your second, whatever. But you want, you, want, you want to give yourself back to God. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life and myself to Jesus. I want to come back to God. Very quickly, just lift up your right hand wherever you are standing now. Pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need God. Just your right hand very quickly and I'll pray with you. Lift up high so I can see you. Hi, hi, hi. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus today. I need God today. God bless you. I can see your hand. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. You want to join in as well. You'll say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need God in my life. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Wherever you are standing, just lift your right hand up there. And I'll pray with you. I need God today. I today I need Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. Thank you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to come. Come as well. Come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, you can come. I'm waiting for you right here. Come. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus today. God is speaking to your heart. God is speaking to your mind. Come. Come and give your life to Jesus. and pray. If you are still out there, you want to join us, join us now. Join us now. Now is the time. Maybe you are debating within yourself. You are not sure. 
you're not sure maybe you should even check with the person standing next to you and ask the person that i can walk with you you know sometimes there's a little a little shyness or discomfort you know but when you walk with the person nobody will know so ask the person would you like to give your life to jesus tell them that you have done it they shouldn't compare themselves with you you have done it before so you can come with them so walk with them to the front walk with them all the way come and join us walk with your friend check with your friend you want to go you want you feel you feel in yourself that today i want to say this prayer i want to give my life to jesus come yes come 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 i don't want you to waste time and to say you know come with your friends come come all the way with them come yes come Master, you want to give your life to Jesus today. You want to give your life. It's so important. It's more important than anything else that has happened this afternoon. It's so important to be saved, to give your life to Jesus. So you want to give your life to Jesus? Come. Come very quickly. Let's bow our heads and pray. You can still join. There's still time for you to join. You can come boldly. I want to give my life to Jesus today I want to give my life to Jesus today overcome Satan overcome the devil that is keeping you from coming to the front I don't know what plans he has for you when you walk out because when you walk out he may say you will never go to church again come come he may even have plans of killing you this evening you don't want to meet Jesus you don't want to meet God without Jesus that you are not saved. You want to make that decision that I'm, I'm escaping every plan and trap and come. We are about to say a prayer so I'm inviting you if you want to come come now. Come now. I'm battling for your soul. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Satan wishes I could just keep quiet and leave you alone but I'm battling for your soul. If you are still there, you feel in your heart that no, I, I would like to give my life to Jesus. I want you to just come. It's better than saying no to Jesus this evening. Come out of your seat boldly and give your life to Jesus. And give yourself to Jesus. Let's bow our heads and pray. Let's bow our heads. So as we bow our heads, every time I say bow our head, I'm saying I'm giving you that chance, that last chance that I would like to go. I would like to go. I would like to walk out and give my life to Jesus. You can do that now. You can do that now. You can that now you can come now don't say tomorrow don't say another time you can come now and give your life to jesus maybe there's one more person maybe it's you it's because of you that i keep asking and i keep asking and i keep asking it is you i want you to come and give your life to jesus today what a difference your life will be what a difference your life will be what glory god will bring into your life so as we are about to pray if you are still there you are not sure of your salvation I want you to take that bold step and choose Jesus today and walk maybe you can even tell your friend this is a time that you can even tell your friend that look I think I need you to go with me let's go and give our lives to Jesus let's go to Jesus so I'm calling you Jesus is calling Jesus is calling you come to him come to him come to him now come come let's pray those of you in the front I want to say this prayer after me and the whole church will help us as we say this prayer say with me say heavenly father thank you for today i am a sinner please forgive me 
for all my sins. I am sorry for all the sins I have committed. I believe in Jesus. Say it out boldly. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died on the cross. And he rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Do we have guests for them? Come quickly, come quickly, come quickly. God bless you. God bless you. Nisha, you've left the gentleman. Yeah. Beautiful. So all of you with the books at the close of service, we're going to have a brief meeting with you right here where these wonderful, happy people are seated. This is a seat of happiness. So we'll see you briefly. So at the close of service, you can please come right there. We'll talk to you briefly before you leave. So God bless you. You may go back to your seats. God bless you all. What do we do? Communion? Communion. Okay. You don't have another song. Hmm. Take it, this is my body, which was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed.
in the mighty name of Jesus the body of Christ eat it the blood of Jesus drink all of it stand up and receive your blessing Father I thank you let your face up upon these people Lord everyone that is part of this great holy communion service lift your face up Lord reverse your anger reverse the curse Lord reverse the punishments Lord let the punishment end Lord let the blessing replace the curse superimpose upon our lives the goodness the mercies from your heart oh Lord show us mercy and remember us thank you thank you receive the grace to be rescued and restored and be recaptured by the Lord and realigned into his will may your life go on a higher and a better course from now whatever negative activations you have activated in the devil's garden you are delivered from them now and you are set free and you are restored let his blessing the blessing of his body and the blessing of his blood rest upon you in the name of Jesus and everyone shouted Amen we hope that you've been blessed by this message for more information follow us on social media search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.